Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Episode 38 is an interview with Michael Wardian. As most of you know, Michael Wardian is an American marathoner and ultra marathoner. He won the 2008, 2009, and 2010 US 50 kilometer championships and the 2011 US 50 mile championships. In 2008, he won the US National 100 kilometer championships. Mike is known for the large number of marathons and races he participates in, often with little to no recovery time. During a 45 day span in 2006, he won four out of the five marathons he raced. In 2007, he ran 13 marathons, not including ultra marathons, and seven marathons in a space of nine weeks, winning three. In March 2008, Mike won the National Marathon in Washington, D.C. on a Saturday and then finished third at a marathon in Knoxville, Tennessee, the very next day. In 2008, Michael ran a total of 53 races. He has set the world record for fastest marathon while pushing a jogging stroller from May 2007 to November 2009. In January 2017, Mike ran seven marathons in seven days on seven continents in a record average speed of two hours and 45 minutes. Amazing. He is also a former record holder of the fastest marathon on a treadmill, as well as setting the record for fastest indoor 200 metre track marathon record with a time of 2.27. Imagine doing that on a 200 metre track. Unbelievable. And to this list of out to this unbelievable list of achievements. And believe me, there are many more I didn't mention. Michael can also add being the winner of the Quarantine Backyard Ultra. He completed 63 laps in 63 hours with a total of 262.5 miles, which is 422.62 kilometres for those of us in Australia. Mike shares with us the details of the race and how he is dealing with quarantine in general. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Hi, Mike, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thanks for coming on the line with me. I'm so glad to be on. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, I'd like to say congratulations on your win the other week at the Quarantine Backyard Ultra. Uh, for those who aren't aware, you completed 63 laps in 63 hours with a total of 262.5 miles, which for Australians is 422.6 kilometres. Um, how did you pull up after all of that? Uh how did what was the question i'm sorry how did you pull up how did you recover from that how did you feel after sorry yeah yeah sorry i I hadn't heard that term before oh haven't you Uh, no no oh i see it's very common here in australia sorry (laughs) no no that's fine um i i felt amazing actually i I mean i was a little sleep deprived just because i hadn't slept in 63 hours but other than that my legs felt great um my body um you know felt pretty good it wasn't you know you're not running super fast when you're doing one of those events so um you know you you have like muscle fatigue but it's it's not even it's not even as intense as like we were just talking about like i just did a 80 80 mile effort um in 12 hours and i feel like that was actually probably more intense than the the 262 miles so you you feel the 80 miles more do you think in your legs you're feeling that more oh yeah I felt well and I think it was probably the accumulation of just doing it you know less than two weeks after the other one but yeah I totally felt 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 that effort much more than the the quarantine backyard ultra 
Yeah, that's that's fair enough. So um, now this race was only organised within a two quick two-week period. So how did you find out and get onto it so quickly yourself? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. I, I actually didn't uh, plan on being a part of it. I was planning to do a fastest known time around the Washington, D.C. area, uh, running all the boundary stones. And oh, okay. uh, just just um, got lucky. My friend Maggie Guterall, who has won the Biggs Backyard Ultra, kind of like the, I guess. The original? The, 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 the pinnacle one. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like the original, like, Laz created event and then the other ones have kind of sprung up to feed into that um yeah she she was doing it and she's a good friend and been trying to get me to do one of these for um I don't know five five or six years and um oh wow I yeah and I was like oh well I don't I mean I didn't have any races that I needed to recover for or or be a part of um since everything's been canceled because of COVID-19 and so um, and I was like, I can do an FKT anytime, so I might as well just yeah. jump in. And so I actually didn't sign up probably until the Wednesday before the race. And I think it was starting on Saturday morning. So, you know, I had a couple, you know, two days to get ready and, and then, you know, race. So how do you, with such a short time, psychologically prepare yourself for, um, knowing that you're going to be running for such a long time? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm always kind of um, in training and, and getting ready for something. So I knew I had some good fitness. I'd just done a couple big efforts the weeks leading up to that. Like two weeks before that, I ran like a 233 marathon. And the weekend before that, I had done um, two two runs. I set an FKT on like a 10-mile route, like a 9.4-mile route on some pretty technical trails here called oh, the wow. Billy Goat Trail. Yeah. Uh, and then two days after that, I ran um, a little over 100K um, and so like 65 miles uh, running all the street names in Washington, D.C. that have like a state in them. So like Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue, New York Avenue, um, you know, Mississippi Avenue. And did you have to um, connect really... those streets as you yeah, ran? Yeah, so I connected yeah. all those streets on foot and, uh -huh. and did a uh, it was actually it's a bike route that people do, and ah, was, okay. um, you know the first person to 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 run it, I guess. So, um, so basically, yeah, so you're pretty much FKT. yeah, you're pretty much always ready to jump into anything. Is that right? Yeah, you know, from yeah, from basically one one mile all the way up to um, I guess 262 miles is kind of where I've capped out at the moment. But you know, I'm hoping to be able to kind of uh, even push that a little bit further. I think it'd be oh, really fun to you know, try to try to break uh, 300 miles or 500 kilometers and uh, actually just see how far I could go without sleeping. I think that would be really neat. And you don't need a lot of sleep yourself just generally, do you? No, actually, that's actually one of um, one of the, the things that, um, you know, is a benefit in a race like this is that, I, you know, I can yeah. get by with not a, not a lot of sleep and um, I don't really pine for it like some people. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that I you know have been able to use as a as a skill and um, and be able to you know tap into that when I need to and um, but I wasn't actually sure you know I've I've stayed up for long periods of time or like coming back from races you know staying up traveling that kind of stuff yeah. but um, you know to be able to do that and put out the type of exertion needed I wasn't sure you know how that was going to go and. Um, and actually worked out pretty well. I had, you know, a kind of a 
rough patch in the middle, but uh, for the most part, I felt pretty good. Yeah, and and um, although you finished in sixty three hours, you felt like you from the video footage that I've seen, that you felt like you could keep going. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely knew I could keep going, and and I think actually there it became just a two man or a two person um, race for like the last sixteen hours with a guy named Radic. Um, yeah. from the Czech Republic and um, and he looked like he could have kept going too I think he just had a little uh, bit of an issue on the 63rd lap and um, you know that that would have been awesome if we could have both kept going and, and really seen what we were capable of but um, you know it didn't end up that way and um, and you, know, you were hoping to break the record for this weren't you so what 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 is the record can you let my listeners know uh, yeah I mean I think from what I understand the record would have been 68 hours um, oh, okay so, so it would have been about five more hours, and um, each lap you do is about 4.16. So it would have been about 20, 20 more miles or so, a little more than 20 yeah. miles. Um, and you felt you were capable you know, of that? Yeah, I, I definitely felt pretty good. And, um, yeah, I don't know if anyone was following it the, in your audience, but my final lap was my actually my fastest lap of the entire race. So, um, yeah, so I was definitely feeling wow. pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And so you say you don't have too much problem with staying awake. So do you use caffeine or, um, I don't know, any, anything like sugar or something to give yourself energy as you, as you move through the hours? Uh, I definitely, I used all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't actually, um, you know, take a lot of that stuff, um, when I'm not no. racing, especially yeah. the longer stuff. And so it actually works really well for me. So, yeah, so I, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink tea, but uh, during yeah. an event like that, um, you know, it was something that, um, that I definitely use and it works really well for me. Yeah. I do believe that if you don't consume caffeine, not, you know, day to day, that it has even greater an effect, but some of us are addicted, unfortunately. So, um, so you were saying each loop's about four point one six. How did you? What your course was around your home? How did you measure out your course? Uh, yeah, so I, I basically just used a GPS. Like I have a Polar, um, and then I also use Strava on my phone. Uh, yeah, and I just, um, I actually just went with the Strava, even though it was on my phone, just because it would instantaneously upload. It was actually yeah, okay. measuring a little, a little short. Um, so actually, probably did a, a lot more, or depending on which one was more accurate. Um, oh, so even though it was measuring yeah. short, you made sure you still got the four point one six. Do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I always took the shorter of the two. Um, yeah. So yeah. So anyhow, I, 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 I know my watch was measuring, uh, you know, a bit longer, but I, I always just went with the shorter one. So it was fine. But, like, if you multiply it by, like, 63, all of a sudden it becomes, like, a lot of distance, you know? Yeah. It's, like, 0.3 off or 0.4 off. Because uh, I was yeah. noticing that when I was doing doing the 80-mile uh, the effort. You know, I was losing three or four minutes, and then you multiply that by, you know, 12 hours. All of a sudden. You know, yeah, that's you, right. You don't win. You, you don't win the race. <laughs> <laughs> so was the 12-hour on the same loop? You did it, basically? Yeah, the 12-hour the was on the same loop. I just did it again. So yeah, you're not, I, you're not I, sick of that loop yet. Uh, I just did a 5k on it for Earth Day actually <laughs> two days ago. Oh, wow. uh, or actually it was yesterday, it was yesterday morning actually. Um, no, I, I love that loop. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking to branch out a little bit on the next, <laughs> uh, I've got a, 
I'm actually doing a race um, for Hoka One One Australia, yeah. um, May 1st and 2nd. That's I right. Think, or yep. 2nd and 3rd. Yep. Uh, I think it's May 1st. Well, it's for May 1st May for 2nd. us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah so we're, I'm, I'm you know, I have to do it like a little that. bit. Or, yeah. I think it's, it's next Saturday and Sunday for yeah. you guys, but I start on Friday night. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So for me, yep. it's May 1st. For you guys, it's yes, May 2nd. Yes, you're right. 3rd. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Yes. So anyhow, yeah, so uh, so that'll be pretty cool. And, and I think I'll probably maybe choose a different uh, route for that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the um, Backyard Ultra, some people did it on a treadmill. What do you see mm -hmm. with the difference between doing it on the road and on the treadmill? Um, well, for I mean, I mean, everyone that's uh, you know done a lot of running knows that treadmill um has has some advantages as far as like you know the belt helps you um continue to move just because it's you know spinning for you so you get a little bit of um a little bit of extra energy from the belt um especially if you don't offset that with incline which wasn't required for the race uh, so oh wasn't um, it okay no yeah so i wouldn't have done it you know i wouldn't have done yeah. that uh and that the, the one, the, I mean, the tricky part is like the treadmill also, you, you have like very controlled in, environment. So, you know, it's yeah. always the same. So that's kind of nice that you don't have to worry about, you know, hot or cold or rain or, um, yeah. you know, humidity um, that you do outside. And then also, you know, you don't have to worry about any elevation gain or loss. Um, the, but what makes the treadmill hard is all those things, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. You, don't, you don't get any variety. I mean, you uh, are always hitting your feet in the same. And I think for me, that's the biggest thing is you're always hitting your feet at the exact same um, level and, and exact same uh, foot placement, especially, um, you know, as you get more tired. So, um, you know, I think both are equally challenging. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's fair enough. Now, seeing as you only really find out about the race a few days before, did you have a race strategy in mind or did you just kind of wing it? No, I mean, I had a race strategy and my, my race strategy was to kind of go um, further than I'd ever gone before. And for me, that yeah. was 36 hours, 36 minutes and 12 seconds when I ran uh, fastest known time on a on a trail by us called the CNO Canal. It's um, that's 184 miles or around 300 kilometers. Um, oh, and so okay. I did yep. that continuously and, and broke a record from the 1970s. And so oh, that, wow. that was awesome. my goal. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but it, I mean, that was my goal is just to try to get a little further than that. And um, well, you did that. And, yeah, I did quite a bit. Um, you know, so. <laughs> So, so, I mean, and I think that's kind of where you want to be as, you know, an athlete, you continue to want to evolve and, um, you know, kind of stretch where, where you're capable of going and, um, and, and that's what I was able to do and, you know, really fortunate that it turned out the way it did. And so how did you pace yourself to ensure that that happened? Um, I actually just ran super slow um, for most of the event. I think most of the event I was running uh, between 10 and 13 minutes per mile. Um, okay. So I, I was trying to finish each loop between 45 and 50 minutes. And I'd say for the most part, I was always pretty much close to that range. Um, and then as the race went along, I actually started to feel a little bit 
um, more confident that I could run a bit yeah. faster. And so I cut it down to maybe 42, 43 minutes. And that just gave uh, me a okay. couple extra couple extra minutes to um, get some more food, go to the bathroom, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask, what did you do in that time? Um, did you sit down at all? Did you like put your legs up, things like that? Uh, I sat down almost every time. Uh, yeah. And I definitely... I never put my legs up really, but I, um, I would, I used like a hypervolt a couple times. Um, What's that? And then most of the time, uh, a hypervolt, it's like a, a massage gun type thing. Oh, um, okay. Yep. Uh, and then I mostly just try to eat and go to the bathroom. I mean, really, yeah, you don't, yeah. it seems like you have a lot of time, but it's really not that much time. Uh, yeah, no, that's and then I would enough. just try to stay, stay warm. You know, but most so what was, were you eating in between loops? I was eating every kind of thing that I could. So uh, I ate, I think, four pizzas. <laughs> I ate uh, avocado with salt. I ate um, soup. I ate sushi. I ate uh, fruit. I ate um, engineered nutrition. So like yeah. goose and chomps and um, goose and uh, liquid calories, Coke ginger ale tea yes uh, uh wow honey well, was, almond butter yeah yeah i mean it was it's a long, long time a long so time. you need a lot of yeah. food <laughs> yeah yeah so I, and yeah i mean it was and when i say eat it it's like it's not like sitting down you know for dinner mm. it was like you know you have a couple bites on one loop and um yeah. you know maybe maybe you're able to take three bites of something and so um you know, I had, yeah, I had, I had as much as I could stomach and, um, you know, most of the time you're, you're, you know, just trying to eat enough so that you can keep going and, um, yeah. and that's, and, and basically keep your energy levels up because that keeps your, you know, kind of, uh, emotions in check and, and yeah, you know, as long as you're fed, fed and, you know, you're staying hydrated, um, you're going to be able to keep going. So, when you were, um, did you only eat at, at the break or did you sort of nibble as you were doing the the loop as well? Uh, so you could only take A during the break. So uh, if oh, I did, okay. so I, if I did uh, take aid on the loop, um, then I would <clears throat> just carry it with me. But I was definitely yep. trying to feed during the loop also. Yeah. Uh, so yep. I, I would carry like uh, goose with me, chomps with me, and then liquid calories um, sometimes I would leave the aid station with some food if I, um, you yeah. know, needed it. And, and that's another big difference between, you know, the treadmill and, and, you know, going outside is that, um, yeah, you, know, you have to carry, you can just, yeah, you have to carry everything. So, um, on the treadmill, you can just kind of leave it there and grab it when you yeah. need it, which yeah. also can be a problem because you're like, oh, I can just get it whenever. And then maybe you're not as cautious. So, um, again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, that's cool, but like, it might not be as good as you think. I liked it that the the two people who were left, you know, you and Radic, one was on treadmill and one was on the road because it did make it, you know, a little bit more interesting to see the different strategies and the different race styles. Um, so when you do a long race like that, is that sort of what you always eat, those kind of foods? Um, well, not really. I mean, I, that was kind of uh, luxurious just because I had, <laughs> you know, um, you know, stuff that I knew that I could trust and um, yeah. that I knew, uh, you know, I knew the pizza place is a place that we go all the time called Pupatella. Like, 
I had like my almond butter that I always eat, like, um, you know, the, yeah. the avocados I knew wouldn't get me sick because I'm yeah. used to the bacteria and stuff from being in the U.S. So like, yeah. yeah, I mean, when I'm in China, I would love to try to eat like that. But, you know, it's just <laughs> that's not what not they have happen. at the aid station. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah so it, or, you know, even Australia, it's it, I mean, it's or New Zealand, it's just. You know, some sometimes they have that, but sometimes they yeah. don't. And you and that's what I love about running all over the world is you you got to figure out you know how you're gonna you know get calories and and you know get them safely and be able. I mean, even like one time I was racing in Poland and the water was making me sick because it just mm. has higher mineral content. You know, and it's just yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't figure out what was making me sick uh, for like 50 miles, and eventually I was like. I, I think it's the water. I mean, that's the only thing. Uh, and and then I switched to soda, and it was fine. But it's like yeah, one of those things go. where you gotta you gotta problem solve, and um, and that's just you know part of you know being a runner is is and that's I think one of the cool things about it is is you know you can't just because something works and even your own body. I mean, something will work for you for like twelve hours, and then it'll be like, yeah, don't don't give me any more pickles. I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> Um, and you, you got to be flexible and it, and it really doesn't matter as long as you can stomach it and it's got calories. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's just adapting as well, isn't it? And like you said, problem solving when you do, like when you did your 233 marathon, what do you, do you consume nutrition during that? I definitely do. Yeah. So, and for a marathon, it's a bit different just cause I'm going so much faster. Um, yeah. so that one, I take uh, a goo every four miles. Um, and then as much liquid as I feel like. So sometimes that's, you know, a, I don't know, you know, 300 mil or 400 mil, or if it's a hot day, it could be more. Um, but it just depends, um, you know, where the aid stations are for that one. Uh, I had my son riding with a bot, like he was riding next to me. Um, oh, so okay. I mean, if and it was cool, it was the first time he'd ever ridden his bike that far. So for yeah. him, it was kind of a big deal. And awesome. Um, and yeah, and he was able to just give me liquid when I needed it, which was nice. Um, yeah. And then I just took gels. And usually that's for a marathon. Usually I just go with, um, you know, liquid calories yeah. um, in the form. And mostly it's just gel. Yeah. And you can kind of live with that for two and a half hours like it's not like doing that for 63 or something so yeah right and actually I, I used to be pretty good at going for like 12 or 13 hours just on gels oh um, really oh. but oh. but now now I just I just know that um you know I want to mix in some other stuff um yeah and and I just I just feel like that works better for me now yeah and like you said you change over time as well don't you so you've got to keep adapting and changing in nutrition well, yeah, and then the other yeah i mean nutrition is like one of the biggest things i think that you know, uh, yeah. for me it took so so long to dial it in and it's always evolving and there's always new stuff coming online that's you know pretty awesome or different and so it's yeah. you know it's all about it's all about seeing you know what what's available and you know what'll work for you yeah that's right so um how soon after, like, I know you did this 12-hour race just under two weeks after um, doing the quarantine backyard ultra, but how soon after you finished the race did you run again? Actually, I ran, like, the same day without sleep. Oh, wow. So I went, 
right to my desk um, like 20 minutes after getting home from the race and uh, started working and then worked the full day and you know had to do a bunch of stuff for I'm an international ship broker and then um, weren't you sleeping you know, so that, at all no yeah I actually slept for 45 minutes and then uh, and then did a whole day and then um, and then later that afternoon I, I think around five or six o'clock I ran um, about I ran one mile really quite fast I guess for me like sub six minute pace uh, and then I did like a easy shakeout before that and after that. So I did about 7K, maybe five or six. Yeah, probably, probably 5K. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Like I just, I think if I did that, I wouldn't be able to like run for a week, but you're obviously just got some amazing recovery. How do, how do you think you manage that? Uh, I think that that. <laughs> I mean, I think some of it is just, you know, wanting to do it. Um, and then mm. I think some of it's like continuing to move. I think that really helps you be able to to recover and, and feel better. And so once your body's kind of in motion, like you, you see it with a lot of different people, like, you know, people through hike long distances and, you know, they're doing big miles every day and your yeah. body just kind of gets used to moving. And, um, you know, if you, if you kind of set yourself up for that, I feel like it'll it'll treat you right, but um, but yeah. after this 80 mile, I took after the 80 mile effort, I really felt it, and um, you know, and I I took some easy days, and I've just been yeah. mostly lifting lifting this week and doing some easy jogs here and there, and so um, you know, I think you know sometimes you gotta you know really respect what you know the load that you've put on yourself and and know that and and be yeah. cognizant of it. So in in a standard week of training do you have a rest day at all like as in no running uh sometimes i do most of the time i do at least something so if i'm not running i'm hiking yeah. or um uh -huh. doing something like that but i don't plan it um usually before when i was um you know traveling and, and racing and speaking and you know doing events and stuff a lot of times it would just come up because i'd be on like a 20-hour flight or something yeah it's just kind of hard um, but now that, you know, that's kind of shut down, um, I, I try to get, you know, something done almost every day and, um, like, yeah, but, but if, um, it, you know, if I'm not feeling it, then, um, you know, I, I really just, you know, try to try to be kind to myself and, uh, uh and take a day, you know, and, and so know you're kind of more about listening like to your body rather than, um, planning for a rest day exactly yeah because yeah. i know it'll come up like yeah you know you you know some you might not feel well or um you know just life gets in the way and exactly uh, yeah and yeah. so i think rather than planning for it it's nice to you know just be like you know what today it's it's not it's not going to happen and that's yeah. cool you know and you spoke about lifting. So you um, normally, if gyms were open, would be going to the gym a couple of times a week? Yeah. So I usually work with a personal trainer two times a week for an hour. Oh, okay. uh, and oh then wow. I do, um, I do daily stuff on my own. Um, but actually, I've been uh, able to you know, borrow um, some space with a, a friend of ours who has like yeah. a big house with a, a home gym in it. So oh, I've been excellent. going there, actually. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He has like his, his side of the gym and I have my side of the gym <laughs> and we're like totally spaced. 
and uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, so I, oh, it's been so cool. Oh man, Andy like comes up with like crazy awesome workouts. So <laughs> shout out to shout out to Tom's gym. Yeah, it's it's totally oh, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, you're lucky. You're uh, very lucky. I, oh my god, so lucky. It's it's unbelievable. Like yeah. oh, I I feel like because I have been doing it in my house, and it's like it's just we we don't have a big space like a lot of yeah. people, and um it's it's just nice to have room to you know spread out and have all the equipment and yeah it's yeah. just awesome I so I feel super lucky so when you say you do some daily stuff each day is that more like core work and that sort of thing that you would do every day yeah so I do um at three exercises almost every day or basically every day and those are dead bugs um yep uh bridges and uh bird dogs and then oh yeah uh, they're been, all good so yeah, they're super nice. And, I mean, if people want to see, like, I, I put them on my Instagram, um, okay. a bunch of my workouts. Yeah, uh, I'll, and then I'll put your I've link to Instagram on the show notes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Um, and and then um, I started doing some, like, pull-ups. Uh, like, I, I used to do a lot of pull-ups, and I'm trying to get back into doing pull-ups and push-ups and uh, plank and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, just to, just to have, like, it's nice when you're just at your desk and you can knock out, you know, I think yeah. you guys call them press up, press ups, right? No, but, no. Oh, oh, uh, push ups. Yeah. Do you mean? Yeah. Push ups. We, yeah, we yeah. say push ups. Yeah. Okay. My friends in New Zealand say press ups. So oh, okay. It's the same, yeah. I guess, but yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, it's just, it's just good to hear that um, you do do strength work and all of that because a lot of runners, feel like they don't need to but you see that it's quite important yeah it's actually and it's only been kind of a recent thing for me probably in the last three or four years um okay. so I gotta give a shout out to uh my buddy Jesse Fuller he's the one who kind of really um you know got me to um feel like it was worth the investment and I gotta say yeah. it's been one of the best best things I've done you know as an athlete um hey I loved it when I was playing sports you know lifting and yeah. Um, just having having someone to guide you through like some of the you know different stuff that you know I wasn't really familiar with like you know elastic bands and yeah um, you know different like just mobility drills like you know bear crawls and spider yeah. push-ups and like just all kinds of just super cool stuff that um, you know is pretty simple and uh, but has you know great benefits so are you seeing good benefits with that <clears throat> Yeah, I say it has incredible benefits. Yeah, I mean, I just know, like, I feel so much stronger during races, like I'm just able to hold form better. Um, you know, when it gets to be super tough, I just have like another level that I can just go to. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And then also, it's just fun to feel like semi strong, you know, as a runner, yeah. we don't always, <laughs> we don't always feel strong. And you know, it's exactly. nice to be able to open jars. and <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So simple you... things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the simple things in life. That's right. Um, how do you manage fitting in your training around full-time work, which is your own business and your family? And how does it, how does it all happen? Uh, well, the nice thing is I don't need a lot of sleep. Um, that's, so that's true. Good. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I'm just motivated. I mean, I think, um, all of us have the opportunity. Um, yeah. you know, there's, 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 there's time, there's a lot of time. I mean, 24 hours is a lot of time in each day. And, 
Um, yeah. I try to really squeeze as much out of it as I can. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, have this little talk that I give where I talk about invisible training, but it's just really yeah. looking at your day and finding ways to be efficient. You know, when I was working outside of the house, I used to run to work and run home and then run at lunch. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things where I just want to try to, I call it like invisible training, like have do as do the most uh training i can um but have it have the most least minimal impact, impact yeah, yeah on on my obligations um because everybody has obligations you know even if you're a yeah. professional runner i mean you have sponsor obligations you have yeah. you know social media obligations you have um different demands on your time i mean you can't just you can't just do running and nothing else i mean every everybody has to you know exist and and you're gonna yes. have things that are that are buying for your time even if it's like resting i mean resting is part of the training and, and i look Definitely. at it like that and yeah i mean you, you can only you know work 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 so hard and then you have to let your body you know accept and absorb that training yeah i mean and that's it and recovery is when you absorb the training and get stronger and better so super important yep do you do you have massages or that sort of thing? I know you talked about the massage gun that you use. Do you go and get massages and that sort of stuff to help with recovery? Uh, I, I was. I had a great guy. A guy named yeah, of Carol course, was. Hale that I yeah. was working with. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, now it's um, you know it's, it's not really um, something that that you're able to do. And so yeah, mm. I really miss that. That was yeah. something I would try to do like once a week when I was in town. Oh, okay. and, um, yeah. And I feel like it's a huge benefit if it's if it's something that people have access to. But, you know, right yeah. now it's kind of tough. It certainly is. Now, um, you went to Barclay Marathon. What what year was that, 2017? What year uh, did you... I think 2017 and maybe 2018 or 2016 and 2017. Um, so I've been twice. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I was uh, there <laughs> last year. <laughs> And I was okay, cool. yeah. yeah, I was meant to be there this year, but of course it all got cancelled. So tell me a little bit about your experience at Barclay. Well, it's been unsuccessful. I mean, I've, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, for most people it is. <laughs> but I mean, I've been twice. Um, oh, I didn't I realize you were twice. Two... Yeah, yeah. So I've been twice and I've gotten <laughs> lost in the same spot twice. <laughs> which is right after the first the first book which is so lame. Oh, no. yeah I mean yeah so the first year I got super lost well the the second year uh and the first year I found all the books and just came in over time so it doesn't yeah that's count, what I did you know? yeah 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 so I mean yeah. it's it's I mean you know it's like you can get around it's just it just takes forever I mean it's yes just, that's it's, right. And if you and you can mess up a couple of times, but you can't mess up that much. Like no. it, it seems like twelve hours is a lot of time, but it's a lot of climbing and it's 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 a fair amount of distance. Um, but it's yeah. really if if you if you wander around too too much or you backtrack or you just are off course, like yeah, um, yeah, it's just the time that the time ticks out too fast. Uh, and even and if you're on second, course, just finding the book sometimes yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah I mean it's just like I've been like standing next to it for like an hour you know and just couldn't couldn't find it and then somebody that's been there before comes comes right in like walks up to it and is like oh here it is and I'm just like come on like seriously no, no. 
So um, no desire to go back a third time? Oh, no, totally. I want. I would love to go back. Yeah, it's just, oh, okay. it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's a really small field. And, um, yeah. you know, I, if, if I keep going back, it means other people can't. Um, and yeah. so I got two tries at it. So I, I figure I'll give other people an opportunity. And I, I think other yeah. people should get that experience. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, once you... Yeah. You, you, I mean, it's just like a whole community and, you know, once it you're is. there, you're part of it. And, yeah. um, and it's like one of those things where, yeah, I mean, you think of you hear about it and you read stuff about it and you watch movies about it and you're like, oh, I can't really yes. be that cool. But, but it really is, <laughs> it really, yeah. it really is that cool. I mean, it's, and it's like, I mean, it's, it's not like a super beautiful place. I mean, it's, no, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not like. Lake Tahoe or UTMB <laughs> or yeah, the Blue yeah. Mountains or something, but it's got beauty to it, and it's yeah. it's got like a, a lot of beauty to it. Um, but you wouldn't go there, you know, if if it hadn't been for you know this event and yeah. and you know there's state parks right by my house that are you know twice as beautiful, but <laughs> um, but like it it's got like a a presence to it and. Um, and then the community just elevates it to the next level. And, um, you know, it's, it's a real, you know, unbelievable privilege to have been a part of it. And, um, yeah. and I want other, other people to have that experience. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know it's just an awesome, an awesome, and there's something about it. I mean, it, with any of Laz's, um, events, they're just that little bit special. Um, yeah. so how we, yeah. and a little bit different, I mean, yeah. it's just like, you're just like, oh man, he really can't be like that, but he totally is. And he's just yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. How are you dealing with um, the uh, quarantine going on at the moment? Has it changed your life dramatically? I mean, I know you can't go to the gym and you're not able to get a massage. Is there anything else that's been affecting your life? <laughs> uh, yeah. It sounds like, yeah, that's really tragic, right? It's like a first world problem. <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it is, uh, uh, you know, like change is hard. Any kind of change is hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's been tough. I mean, all the races that I was hoping to do have been canceled, all the events yeah. that I was, you know, planning to be a part of and speak at and, you know, just, you know, like, I miss the community. I miss just rocking yes. up with friends and, and going for a run and not having to wear a mask and, you know, mm. stay six feet apart. I miss sweaty hugs. I yeah. mean, I, I miss, uh, I miss all that. I miss just sharing water bottle with people and, um, you know, just, once again, it's the simple yeah. things, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I just miss like, you know, just those, I, I miss, I miss like hugging my mom and dad yeah. and like, um, you know, being able to, you know, have them come to my race. Like they didn't even get to see me. Um, they live like, you know, 20 K from my house and they didn't get to even be a part of, um, you know, the, the big run at the quarantine backyard ultra, like they drove by on the first day and they didn't even get yeah. to see it happen. So like, oh, wow. I, yeah, I, you know, it's, I miss that stuff. I, I miss yeah. like the adventure ventures I had planned with my you know, friends. Um, but I mean, I, I want everyone to be well and, and I want this to end and I want us to come out the other side. And so, you know, if I got to, you know, whatever, stay home, then fine. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's right the least, the least I can do. And, um, you know, I'm lucky that, you know, I'm, 
still, you know, healthy and my family's healthy and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, everyone gets through this. Okay. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not what I was hoping to be doing this year. And, you know, my big project was to run across the U S and, um, Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, that's been put on hold, but, yeah. um, you know, and until everything's right, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, mess anything up. So do you think you'll do that run next year? Uh, I'd love to do it this year. Um, oh, still, you know, you're still it, hoping it, to? It, yeah, I probably, you know, it wouldn't be until, um, you know, I, you know, everything's back in line and, you know, everybody's okay. And, um, yeah. you know, I think it would actually work out kind of okay uh, end of October, early November, if that's even feasible. And if not, then it, it's, yeah, then it's not getting it too as... cold for you then. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like it might be too cold. Um, but yeah. you're, you know, maybe I just go a different route, you know, maybe I go through yeah. the desert or something. Um, and you know, I, I, I'd like to try to go for the record now after, you know, knowing what I was capable of yeah. at the quarantine backyard ultra, um, and so, you know, maybe that makes it a little bit more challenging to get the record, but, um, but, you know, that's, I mean, I, I got to fit it in when I can, <laughs> you know, we were talking about yeah, the obligations right. and, um, yeah. and, you know, it, it, and I may have to work during it. And, um, you know, if that's the case, you know, maybe I have to take some zero days, but you know, that's just part of life. Yeah. Oh, well, I really hope you can get that in um, this year because I'm sure we'd all love to see you do that and achieve the record. Anyway, thank you so much for um, taking the time to have a chat with me and um, once again, congratulations on your run. And, um, well, yeah, so thank you. Uh, oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, it was awesome to talk to you and, yeah, thanks for making the time and um, it, was, it was great to connect and I look forward to um, talking to you guys again. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks so much. Sure. Bye. 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 I really enjoyed chatting with Michael. He was super easy to talk to and really interesting. I hope you thought so too. I really wish the race had lasted longer so we could have gotten to see what he could have achieved. I also hadn't realised he went to Barclay twice and it makes me feel better about timing out for the first leap. If the amazing Mike Wardian did that, then I'm in some pretty esteemed company. All right, don't please don't forget to get on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review. I really appreciate your support. I also think this quarantine time, as I've said, is a great time to do some self-reflection. In spite of everything feeling out of control in this moment of COVID, you are actually in a position of power within yourself and how you react to this situation. As the saying goes, control the controllables. And you can do this within your own running with structured and well-planned training with Peak Endurance Coaching. Email me at isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au and let's get your training moving in the right direction and get more consistent and committed. Have a great week of training. Stay safe, stay fit, look after your loved ones and remember, we are all in this together.